descendens Jesus. And Jesus coming down. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, how beautiful is this Mass for the Vigil of All Saints' Day. Beautiful in all its parts. And this Vigil Mass of All Saints takes on a particular significance and beauty for us here today. Because not only are we preparing for All Saints Day, we are preparing with Brother John Baptist for his monastic profession tomorrow. And we are also preparing for the oblation of our dear Brother Gregory and Sister Maria do Rosario, which will take place this evening after Vespers. Much preparation then today, and so many graces. The Collect always teaches us how to pray, doesn't it? And in the Collect of today's Mass and Office, we are given what I think is the perfect intercession for Brother John Baptist. Because the Collect begins with these words, Domine Deus Noster, O Lord our God. And only the liturgy authorizes us to pray boldly, as this collect makes us pray. Multiplica super nos gratiam tuam. Oh yes, the missile translation has it. Multiply thy graces upon us. I, I almost want to say, pile them on, pile them on. And this is our prayer for Brother John Baptist and indeed for uh, Brother Gregory and Sister Maria de Rosario. We ask our Lord to pile on the graces today because nothing prepares us to receive grace as does grace. And Looking to the Gospel, every year I am struck again by the wonderful arrangement of these two days, the Vigil of All Saints and All Saints Day, because today we are given the Beatitudes according to St. Luke, and tomorrow we shall be given the Beatitudes according to St. Matthew. But there's still more. The Gospel begins with this word full of mystery. Do you know what I mean when I say full of mystery? It begins, In illo tempore, descendens Jesus de monte. At that time, Jesus coming down from the mountain. Now, St. Luke here is not merely describing a movement 
of our Lord Jesus Christ in space. He's not merely describing Jesus coming down from a mountain into the plain. There's something else going on, something profoundly theological, something full of mystery. This little phrase, descendens Jesus, encapsulates the whole mystery of the Incarnation, signifies that movement by which the Son of God descended from his heavenly throne without, as St. Thomas tells us, without leaving his Father's side. Not only does this little phrase, descendens Jesus, describe the Incarnation, it evokes, it describes, it in some way makes present the mystery of his exinanitio, Latin word for and nothing meant. The coming down of Jesus in the mystery of his bitter passion, of his death, his burial, his descent to the netherworld. Not only does the phrase evoke the Incarnation and the Redemption, but also the mystery of our Lord's real presence in the sacrament of his love. Descendens Jesus. Recently, I quoted the beautiful text of the seraphic St. Francis of Assisi, in which he speaks of the Son of God concealed beneath the appearance of a little morsel of bread. Morsel is a lovely word. It means um, a bite, what one can take into one's mouth. The extraordinary, indescribable humility of the Son of God, who makes himself a morsel to be placed in the mouth of men. Descendants, Jesus. Jesus coming down, coming down, conceiving himself and revealing himself in the appearance of bread, in the appearance of a little bit of wine mingled with a drop of water. And so, the beginning of the Gospel evokes all of this for us. But there's more. And a very great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast 
both of Tyre and Sidon. You can almost visualize it. They're all streaming towards Jesus. Jesus comes down and all stream to him. But we're come. St. Luke says two things. Why did they come? Why were the people streaming to Jesus come down from the mountain? For two things. To hear him and to be healed of their diseases. This is why all of us come to the holy sacrifice of the Mass day after day, to hear Jesus and to be healed of our diseases. And this, dear Brother John Baptist, is why you and why all of us come to the monastery to hear Jesus. The monastery is first of all a place where Jesus is more easily heard. It is this that draws a man to the cloister, to live in a place where Jesus is more easily heard. And not only this, St. Luke adds, and to be healed of their diseases, et sanarentur alangoribus suis, and to be healed of their languors, things that, that make, those things that make us languish. It's a very uh, uh, expressive word, isn't it? You know what it is to languish. It is to be utterly weak, uh, to be in a state of prostration, really. And for this too do we come to the monastery to be healed of all our infirmities. You've heard me say it before, more than once the monastery is an infirmary for souls, for languishing souls, for sin-sick souls. And St. Luke goes on, and all the multitude sought to touch him. For this, dear son, have you come to the monastery. You're seeking to touch Jesus, and even more to be touched by Jesus. It is this that brings men to the cloister. And it is this that makes people in the world want to be associated with the life of the cloister the desire to be touched and to touch Jesus. And St. Luke gives us this wonderful phrase, quia virtus de illo exibat, and divine power went forth from him. Virtus is divine power. And divine power went forth from him and healed them all at Sanabat Omnes. Every monastery is a radiating center of divine power because of the tabernacle. Indeed, every parish church is a radiating center of divine power. 
But there's something about the monastery that makes that radiating power somehow more perceptible. It is, I think, because we monks are charged by our Lord and by his church with being receptors of the divine power. We come into our Lord's presence eight times a day in a state of receptivity, not only for ourselves, but for the whole church and indeed for the world. A monk is a receptor of the divine power. And then our Lord gives us the Beatitudes. Blessed are ye poor, Brother John Baptist, you've come to the monastery to make yourself poor and to allow yourself to be made poor by the divine action. Blessed are ye that hunger now. You've come to the monastery to be a hungry man. And my prayer for you is that you will always remain hungry. Blessed are ye that weep now. You've come to the monastery to weep. And I ask this grace for you, the grace always to weep. Never let your tears dry up. Blessed shall you be when men hate you, and when they shall separate you, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil. You come to the monastery to be identified with Jesus, rejected, forsaken, and scorned. Be glad in that day and rejoice, for behold your reward is great in heaven. So this is your preparation, dear son, for tomorrow. And this, dear Brother Gregory, dear Sister Maria del Rosario, is also your preparation for your oblation this evening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.